Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everyone. We are so happy to be here. And Jim, Jim's here. Back in Florida. Yay. So we hope our internet connection is better and the streaming problems will be behind us. So uh, we appreciate your patience with that. Last week was a little choppy. So we had quite a discussion. It's like, okay, can we like send it somewhere and have them do some edit and, and all of that? Because I mean, all the content was there, but yeah. it was a little bit choppy, but sure. uh, wait, it all got there. So again, thank you for your patience for, for that. And yeah. uh, we, uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, we've over the weekend, we've had a lot of fun just kind of, uh, talking about some of the things that we wanted to, to discuss this week. And, and, um, we've, uh, there's, we've got a dealer or someone that's in this space that lives in the area and, and found out that they, uh, walk their dog every morning to the show. Alicia Winchester. I think I have the last name, right? So So, Alicia, shout out to you. We appreciate you, uh, tuning in for the show. She's actually works for a finance company here in the Clearwater area. We've not had a chance to meet in person, but we'll do that soon. Speaking of that, we're going to also have a chance to see in person again, uh, Jacob Clementowski down in Sarasota. So uh, Jacob, if uh, you're listening, uh, we're coming with the only reason we haven't come now because you haven't committed to buy us lunch. So (laughs) as soon as we have to go ahead on that, (laughs) we'll come down. Exactly. And and those of you who know Jacob know that he has an amazing story of success yeah. and and it's something that that i you know i love hearing so sure. we're, we're gonna be heading down there in the next week or two and uh probably record it because right. we were discussing this morning hey do we want to do we want to get up early enough to drive <laughs> to down there and have it set up at nine so um that was it was a soft no and turned into a hard no. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and one of the things, going live for us is one thing. Live for a dealer might be a little more uncomfortable. Yeah. So. And it takes a minute to get everything set up and right. all of that kind of stuff. So so. I see some of you chiming in to say uh, hello, please. Uh, oh, I'll buy you there, lunch. Yeah, I don't but, know who you are. Yeah. It just says Facebook user. So yeah. um, we're, we're game for, hey, you know, uh, we, some of you might have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of the news of the day is that we, um, the, those of you who know us know that, uh, Last year and the year before, we we kind of closed up shop in Salt Lake City and traveled around the country in our pull-behind RV. Mm-hmm. And um, really, really wonderful time. We were, you know, working off of hotspots all over the U.S. And, you know, really, really enjoyed it. And then we decided that, um, oh, it was Bill. Hey, Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Bill, we'll take you up on that lunch. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. But, um so we we did a lot of touring around and we're we're in a brick and mortar as we, and so we're a little bit uh, more settled in one spot and and we know that we're going we're coming up to conference season and then visiting family and that kind of stuff during the summer so sometime in the next month we will be um driving just driving um from without the trailer from uh Clearwater Florida up to the Salt Lake area and visiting dealers in between. And then we've got some conferences mm-hmm. and things like that, that we're, that we're getting ready to do. So we'll let you guys know as we go. That's a 35 hour drive. So <laughs> we're hoping for some barbecue lunch stops yeah. along the way exactly. and you know, kind of do the leisurely route. So, uh, 
So anyway, yeah, we expect to kind of navigate our way through. It looks like the route is going to be Nashville and across that way. So yeah. um, St. Louis. And so on we, the way uh, up. Swing yeah, on up. the way up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the most likely route right now. We'll keep you posted as we know. We'd love to have a chance to stop in and, and see folks and, and perhaps broadcast from, you know, dealerships as we go. So uh, that'll be part of the fun of it. Yeah. And then also we... We will be speaking at TIADA, and for those of you who have not attended TIADA, I don't know where they're at with their, uh, uh, in terms of their attendees and how many spots they actually have, but even if you're not a Texas dealer, um, my, my understanding is that you're welcome at their conference, and it is the most uh, well-attended conference um, they're, they do an excellent conference yeah. there. And uh, so we would uh, urge all dealers to attend. They, by the way, all often have dealer panels and we'll be moderating a panel. So of yeah, we've got from, two things on uh, what's Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. And that dealer panel does not just Texas dealers. They have tech, they have some of the best dealers from around the country. Yeah. So, so I'm just saying it's an opportunity for those of you who want to come and we'll be speaking um, on business planning. That's what they asked us to oh, talk yeah. about, which means, we really will incorporate into that conversation. And I threw it out on Facebook this morning. I think we only have about nine respondents so far, uh, but uh, we'll kind of follow back on that topic, that poll, uh, as we get more uh, answers back. You want to tell them what the poll is? Sure. We'll so I threw it. a poll this morning on um, the subject of how much time do you spend, not counting the time that you work on your business at home or, you know, doing, you know, long range forecasting, that sort of thing. Like how many hours a week do you work in your business? Because Michelle and I see this is a big part of what, you know, our work often involves is helping dealers understand how to position themselves to, you know, step away from the dealership more. How do you do that? And so mm -hmm. that's, that's part of what we try to obviously help dealers do. And, in that, there's a whole lot to talk about. I've been saying that we would share, and I don't, we can maybe make time for it today, but um, I can share with you my own dealership experience. I owned a dealership and finance company um, in Oklahoma uh, for about seven years. Uh, there were things we did really well. There were things we did poorly. Uh, we certainly learned a lot. I certainly learned a lot through that experience. And I owned that thing um, on my own. And so it was a, um, you know, certainly a good learning experience. And I worked in the business um, quite a lot at the beginning and was able to work less. Uh, and the dealership, by the way, was 30 minutes from my home. So I didn't work in it daily. And we had managers, you know, in the dealership all the time. But uh, that's something we'll talk about because as we move toward TIADA in late July, we'll we'll talk about that some, you know, through this format in the morning show about you know, what it is that we see that dealers struggle with in terms of how much time they have to give to their business. Yeah. And you know, there are, there are plenty of dealers out there that love being in their business. It's, sure. it's one of, it's their lifeblood. They right. really love the interaction with the customers and the, you know, doing, helping people with whatever problems and mm -hmm. all of that. Um, so, you know, hats off to that. Of um, but there are also quite a few that we've talked to that, that, um, that wish they didn't have to mm -hmm. as much. It's sure. like, I would love to be able to take a two week vacation mm -hmm. or I would love to be able to go to TAIDA. Mm -hmm. Um, right. but it's like, what's going to happen at my dealership if I do. And so, um, so part of that address that we're going to, or the the talk that we're going to be giving at TAIDA is like about business planning is about how, how you can create um, a business plan that will allow you to have a little bit more of that flexibility. Yeah. And the dealer can always make the choice. It's just that, you know, I've worked throughout much of my career in, um, in launch 
um, situations where we're teaching a dealer brand new to get in the business. And we're always trying to help dealers to think ahead to, you know, what can this thing look like in three years? How can we position ourselves Mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, not have to work it, you know, 40 plus hours a week uh, at some point in the future Mm -hmm. so that you can position yourself to do that. And there there are ways to get there, but the dealers got to make up their mind. That's what they want to work toward. Yeah. And that means installing certain things in their business and positioning themselves to do that. And then, you know, that I also managed a dealership for, it was more than three years that I managed a dealership I live from in Texas. Texas. Yeah. I had an apartment in Tennessee and I was back and forth to there, but I lived in Texas, approved deals, you know, um, via the cloud and, uh, you know, just able to, to do that remotely. And so it can be done. Like we just know oh, yeah. you have to set yourself up. You obviously have to have good management people in place and, and you have to be prepared to, you know, kind of budget for all those things. But, but yeah, it can be done uh, remotely. And that's yeah. what we try to help dealers position themselves to do. Yeah. And this, the, the thing in, uh, in Texas is intended for like the newer dealers. Mm-hmm. And so like Jim said, right. most of our uh, launch clients that this is something that we talk to them about in the beginning, but there are plenty of dealers out there that have been in business for a decade or more that it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm ready. And right. so this, it might be something for, for all of you as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think what we'll talk about will certainly, uh, apply for and be a value to any, even as yeah. established seasoned dealer, because we're going to talk about some things that, you know, I just don't find a lot of people in business in general talking about what you and I talk about and and uh, and certainly not in buy here, pay here that, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of things to consider and not all those things are kind of within the boundaries of the, the black and white or the straight lines mm-hmm. that you and I talk about. There are a lot of things to consider as you build your business plan and we have the good fortune in buy here, pay here, as I think I expressed when we did our presentation in uh, at BHPH United is that. You know, we have the good fortune in our industry to be able to create darn near anything we want to create. Yeah. It takes access to capital sometimes, but we can create cash flow. We can create equity or both and at various timings, but we have to kind of know what we want to build going in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the way I expressed it there was, you know, Michelle and I can maybe help you build a car. So, and we're not the only ones other could help you do it. It's like you can build a car uh, to, to do what you want to do, but then where do you want to go with it? Like you have to know, what do you want the outcome to be? Where do you want to end up? And Mm -hmm. so that's now it's about, you know, how do you, how do you create a vision for where you want to go? How do you, um, position yourself to do those things? And so, yeah, we just have the good fortune. Not every business is like that. You can't create the kind of equity that we can create and buy here, pay here in a short period of time. Yeah. So you have that opportunity. Yeah. And so just have to decide what's the, what's the game I was plan. really surprised when I first stepped into the space with you and, and, and watching you go through the, the forecasting that we do with new people that want to step into the space, um, coming from a different side of corporate America that a buy here, pay here dealer in a year to 18 months can be to the point where they're covering their overhead and they're starting to get, I mean, they're getting cash positive on, right. and, and that's amazing. That's something that takes, you know, three, five, seven years typically for a lot of other businesses. And so it's pretty darn impressive Yeah, absolutely. that, that, um, yeah, that you have the ability to do that. Sure. Yeah. Well, and they talk about, you know, I remember working with lenders years ago and they talk about the honeymoon period and buy your <laughs> period. You know, when you start a new dealership, everything feels rosy. Your P and L's look fat. You're making nice profit. And then of course, as you mature, your charge off start to, to, uh, happen. And so now it becomes a little more, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thinner, 
uh, margins to, to work with. And so there are things to be anticipate, but the good news is you can still create, you know, obviously plenty of profit and equity. You can create cash flow, and, and we work a lot with clients thinking about positive cash flow, meaning, you know, cash in excess of overhead and excess of replacing inventory at mm-hmm. certain volume. And uh, and now you've got positive cash flow plus equity, and, and those things don't always correlate. So, you know, we'll be taking dealers through the financials to help them understand, uh, you know, what's the P&L look like, what's the balance sheet look like, and the cash flow statements at various stages. And most of us... Um, know this, but what we see, and this is part of the idea behind my poll is there are so many of us as dealers out there who are just so busy working in the trenches, just trying Mm -hmm. to restock the cars and get the cars turned around and reconditioned that we don't get enough time at our desk or hopefully it's our desk at home to be able to really sit down and do some better cash flow planning and, and decide about management and, and have a chance to take the next step with the business. If mm-hmm. that's in fact the, the goal. So I've often used the ex, ex, um, example, like I was, I was a partner in a business when I was 24 years old. I, entrepreneurship was of interest to me mm-hmm. from a very young age. And I was lucky enough to be a, uh, invited to be a partner in a pawn shop and sporting goods store when I was 24 years old. And, and I jumped at that because the, the appeal for me about business in general has always been the idea of creating something that will create income even when I'm not there. So, you know, whether that, that can happen in real estate, there's all kinds of ways to create that. But we, we have that in buy here, pay here. You can absolutely oh, yeah. create a business that creates income without us standing there. And I remember what stuck with me way back was, you know, somebody said, you know, brain surgeons make make a lot of money, Mm -hmm. but typically only when they're performing surgery. Yeah. So, you know, they have to be there to do that job, to get paid. And, uh, and a business owner, that's not, that's not necessarily true. I think that, uh, I think that everyone in the industry really saw the truth of that during COVID when they had to shut down sales and there was still money just pouring And a lot of people said we were so cash heavy because they weren't able to go out and buy new cars and all of that, that it's like, I mean, how fantastic is it that we have the opportunity to create a business that can do that? Yeah. You know, that reminds me, I'm going to throw out this analogy and we can try to uh, flesh it out a little more uh, down the line. But one of the things that I started to use is sort of an analogy about buy here, pay here. And this can be true of other businesses, but that bathtub analogy that you and I talked about oh, some yeah. time ago, you know, if you think about a business like buy here, pay here as being, you know, you're putting water in a bathtub and maybe think about it, whether you're using pails or whether you're using, you know, garden hoses, you know, when you when you start a business, there's a, there's a hole. It's like the drain is open. Mm-hmm. So when you start and let's put one hose in there, running water into the bathtub, but that's, that's your overhead. So, you know, you start filling up the bathtub, but because the drain is open, you're spending this money on overhead and it's going out. You know, we just talked about with overhead, you've got, you, that money doesn't come back. You know, whatever you write a check to the mm-hmm. local utility company, that mm-hmm. money's not coming back. Well, the money that you put into contracts, now if you put a second garden hose in there and that one is creating contracts, you're also putting money in, putting money in, but that one is going to start to create income. You know, mm-hmm. the other one's not, but the, but now we're going to create income from those earning assets. So now we have a chance. If we think about another, imagine the bathtub has a hole on the side about, you know, two thirds of the way up. Mm-hmm. Well, in order for that hole to start you know, creating money, you know, actually creating positive cash flow and dumping money out into our, you know, our, our bucket, our pitcher mm-hmm. to drink from, then we've got to be able to 
get enough income. We got to get enough water in the tub to mm -hmm. get up to that level. And, and in the meantime, it's draining out the bottom through that overhead. So I like the analogy. Yeah. It's, it helps it maybe helps dealers to think about, I really need to get to that place where I can start to have water come out the side and fill my uh -huh. drinking pitcher, you know? Yeah. And you know, the, the funny thing, or it's, it's been interesting to me to, with each different model, each different type of dealer that we've um, either work with or that we know, they all have a different idea of what overhead needs to look like. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, we hear about people that, that have like such little, you know, such a small amount that's going out for overhead. Right. And then others that it's like their overhead is over a hundred thousand dollars a month sure. for whatever reason. And it's like, are you serious? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're wondering why they aren't able to get ahead and not, and that why they're not able to get to that place where you've got more money coming in than going out. Right. And so you're in a positive place and you're not continuing to dig yourself into a hole. Sure. And we can talk about this again on Wednesday, but just um, checked in on the poll just now. It looks like we have 15 respondents on this morning's poll. 12 out of the 15 say they're working 40 hours plus. So it just tells you the topic is uh -huh. relevant. Like it, it is something that we we want to try to solve and buy here, pay here. And look, Michelle and I certainly understand as well as anybody, it's a tough time. It's a weird time mm -hmm. to buy here, pay here. We've, you know, I always talk about buy here, pay here is pretty darn steady, but you know, COVID obviously was an anomaly. We, none of us really have been through that kind of a um, you know, situation. So with a pandemic and so now we're, we're in recovery on that, but it's, um, it, it definitely was a weird time, but I think, you know, we can expect that there's an opportunity for us still to get to that place where we can create in our business what it is we want to create, even with these weird car prices. Oh, yeah. Even with hourly wages going up, there's a yeah. way, you know, there's still means to get there. Absolutely. And it's, you know, like like we said, is every every dealer is different. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we, we do with uh, people that we work with, and we encourage everybody out there to do this is we do something where it's you're going through an exercise yourself and mm -hmm. you're also bringing your partner, um, not business partner, but your, your life partner, your sure. spouse, your, your whatever, um, into the conversation about what do we want sure. our life to look like as a, as a partnership. And yeah. then you're working what do I want my life to look like? as a dealer in three to five years. Sure. What do we, you know, and, and one of the reasons why we ask the, the dealers we work with to bring the partner into that is because they're going to have an opinion. Right. And, and those of you who are spending 50, 60 hours, I bet you, if you asked your partner what they wish their life would be like with you and what they wish for you right. is probably that you would work less. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, when the dealer really makes time to think about it, they enjoy their work. They oh, obviously yeah. enjoy what they're doing. But uh, and and you know we probably can't make a workaholic quit being a workaholic. But <laughs> if you're really you know if you're trying to position yourself, and sometimes there's just you got to be in a position to decide: Am I going to grow? Am I going to be tethered to this building mm -hmm. and this one location or whatever you know for the rest of my life, or is there a path that I can create something that is going to let me you know grow to a place that I can benefit from the economies of scale? Can I afford to mm -hmm. hire a manager, you know, and, and create systems that let me step away and monitor yeah. what was happening, you know? Yeah. And have that where, you know, we mentioned before that you work with that dealer that you're like, Hey, I can help you grow. And he said, Jim, I sell 26 cars a month and I or, don't want to sell 27. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. how do you get to that place where it's like, you're in just this really, really beautiful. Sweet spot. So, you know, we encourage all, 
all of our listeners, all the dealers that we that we work with, all the just all dealers is mm-hmm. go through this exercise yeah. of just really spending some time and just to give you guys an idea, one of the things that we encourage them to do is to um schedule time. It's sure. like, you know, this is like a good block of time where you're not in the office, you're not at home, but you go somewhere where you feel like you can be at peace and just really think and write and, sure. and kind of go through that exercise because, um, uh, s- sometimes we just, we need to be able to step out of the hustle and bustle to be able to see what's right in front of us and be able to get a better idea about, all right, this is something that I want because we, sometimes we just feel the stress right. of the things without stepping back to see what the things are that are causing the most stress. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I get a little, I get a little, uh, uh, higher level, whatever. Um, yeah. so it's uh, psychology, whatever stuff. Yeah, no, it's about. part of, it's really a big part of business. And I can tell you that, you know, when Michelle and I met in Utah and I'd been living out there about five or six years at that time. And I was lucky enough when I was out there to plug into a really incredible, uh, circle of people, you know, entrepreneurs and very successful entrepreneurs. And I was able to learn, you know, glean mm-hmm. a lot from those mm-hmm. folks that I've Mentors. You know, spent. Yeah. And they, you know, it's just a, it was an, a network of people. I was l- mm-hmm. lucky enough to get plugged in there and uh, just, just learn from some really incredible entrepreneurs. And, and among the things that you learn is that, you know, many of them have multiple businesses, right? They own, they have multiple streams of income, mm-hmm. whether it's real estate and investment and this and that. And, and you just see that, you know, that's totally possible within our buy your payer business as well. If you can imagine growing to the place where, you know, your dealership is just one of your streams of income and you're able to step away and go invest in, in other things that, you know, yeah. that you find joy in or enjoy, you know, sometimes it's about money. Sometimes it's about finding something yeah. that you enjoy doing. And so there's, there's other ways to make money. And so we just, uh, uh, we we obviously like the, what buy here payer can provide for us. It can certainly provide great wealth. We just have to decide: are we are we okay with being tethered to it? You know, you've heard me mm-hmm. talk about it. That's one of the things about fascinates me about restaurants. I you know I don't have being any a restaurateur, yeah, and owning your own restaurant. Yeah, yeah, I just I watch restaurants. And I think, man, I would not want to own a restaurant. How would you get to the place? The mom where and you could, pop. Yeah, yeah. How can you? How, and you know, there are plenty of examples of successful, you know, franchises out there mm-hmm. in the restaurant business, but it's like, how do you, um, how do you manage it in a way that you can step away? I mean, what happens if your cook calls in, you know, yeah. you lead cook or whatever, and they're not, they call in sick. I mean, how, how does that work? And so, you know, obviously with buy here, pay here, we have the chance to be able to create a structure in our business. And, and we, we know you manage a lot of mm-hmm. cash. There's, there's underwriting decisions that are important, but it, there is a path. I yeah. would just say for those of you that are working a lot of hours and can't see any light at the end of the tunnel, I would just tell you, there is a means to get there. And, um, you know, so just, just be reassured that, that yeah. you can absolutely, you know, work your way to a place where you can step out of the business a little by little and, and be able to have that thing, you know, run on its own. And uh, you'll always check on it. I've always told dealers for throughout my career, as long as, you know, if I'm starting a dealer from scratch, mm-hmm. um, I'll tell them as long as we work together, you can expect that I'm going to tell you, you're going to want to stay involved in your underwriting. You're going to want to stay involved in your buying, you know, the actual act, acquisition of inventory doesn't mean you have to be the one standing in the auction lane but you need to be available to monitor that and then there's certain functions within the software you know your dms that i say are important for the dealer only to 
at least, and again, doesn't mean they're the ones sitting at the computer doing the keystrokes, but they have to stay plugged in to certain things to make sure that. And they those can be that, done remotely. Absolutely. Yeah. They can authorize them remotely, but it's about staying in the loop, knowing how we're buying, knowing mm-hmm. how we're underwriting and, and being involved in those decisions. But, you know, you could do that from the beach in Cancun. You just need to. <laughs> you, as long you, as you've got good internet. <laughs> right. Right. But you just have to be able to monitor the yeah. business and make sure that yeah. it stays within the bumpers of what you've created and uh, and you still check on it physically you know routinely but you don't have to be there all the time so no absolutely not and you know one of the other things i kind of wanted to just touch on is uh when you mentioned that you uh had been a part of a group um actually a couple of different ones um uh one was called the bmg which was big Mind. Oh, it's embarrassing because it was called Brilliant Minds Group. Brilliant but, Minds Group. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, re- a lot of really great people. I went to yeah. one of the functions with Jim. And then the other one um, that we have ties here in Florida. It's oh, CEO Space. CEO Space. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, within the buy here, pay here world, there are groups as well. I mean, you know, 20 sure. groups and, and other things like that, that you can kind of tap in with other people and get some. So uh, part of what I wanted to, where I wanted to go is, um, you know, it's always a really good idea to find a mentor, mm-hmm. um, someone that is, you know, you can go to one of these conferences and meet people and hopefully you're out there just introducing yourself and getting to know people and, and you find someone who's, who's living what you want to live in a year or two and, you know, see if it's okay if you, uh, keep in contact and, and, you know, uh, like find a mentor. Right. I think mentorship is really, really important, um, sure. for that. It's also, um, some of the, and this is not a, like a plug for uh, Jim and Michelle and Octane, but it's a plug for business people in general. And it, this, we, we uh, had a, g- a good friend of mine that was, um, she's still in town, but we went to dinner with her night before last. And um, she is uh, quite an entrepreneur. She's an artist and entrepreneur. And, and I met her through this group of really high level entrepreneurs, like, you know, mm-hmm. your BMG group or whatever. Um, that, that just, I mean, they were creators and they, they were creative entrepreneurs. They're always creating some new business and, you know, multiple things. And we were kind of talking about the whole idea of having a coach and, and I, and that we, some of the things that we were talking about in, in terms of some of our clients, you know, and that the importance of a coach. And I said, you know, and most of, most entrepreneurs have coaches. She's Michelle, every last one of those people around that table have a coach. Mm-hmm. They're very successful because they have someone that they can talk to that can see things from a different perspective and maybe see where pieces fit together, where they, you know, where, what things are you missing to be able to create the thing that you want. And so, um, the most, and, and I think it's the same thing with the BMG group, the most successful entrepreneurs have coaches. And so they, they, they don't, they, they realize that you can't know it all yourself. Sure. And so I just, you know, a, a, a plug for mentorship and then finding someone who can coach you through the next level of your business. Yeah. And this BHPH success group that we're broadcasting in, you know, that's helpful to a lot mm-hmm. of people. You can't. There's a lot of know, mentorship there. Yeah there's, yeah. there's some. It's just that sometimes you need a deeper level than what you're going to get, you know, on a Facebook thread. But uh, so, yeah, we absolutely, you know, are proponents of, you know, finding the the right support because, mm-hmm. and especially like Michelle said, sometimes you just got to get away. And if you can have a mentor and you can kind of take your plan oh, and yeah. you can share it with someone. I wrote an article years ago called no cheerleaders, 
a oh, lot. Oh, you know, that's the important part. Yeah, it's like sometimes what happens is people in our circle, our friends, or you know, your father-in-law, whatever, they're going to be, you know, rah, 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 and go for it and sound like you're doing great and just kind of cheer you on. But sometimes what you really need is somebody who will, you know, tell you that the baby is ugly and what needs to be fixed, you know? So <laughs> there's that, that part, you know, you need somebody who only a true friend. Yeah. yeah right. But no, you need to, you want people who will just tell uh-huh. you if there's another way to think about uh-huh. what you're doing, uh-huh. then you need people who are okay with saying to you the hard stuff. And so I've always oh, tried yeah. to do that for people. Cause I, I personally had a business uh, that failed early on and looking back on it, I think yeah, that was a failed business plan. That was a flawed business plan. And you and learned I, from it. Well, and, and I approached at least three people before I stepped into it for feedback before I did it. And all I got was cheerleading. Yeah. And now looking back on, it, I think this plan was flawed. Uh, you know, some of these people were professionals. I wish they had told me that they had taken the time mm-hmm. to really look into it and see the flaws. And, and, you know, we all can kind of get tunnel vision on our business planning with the way we want to do things, but we have to be open to suggestions of a mentor. Why, mm-hmm. why bother? Yeah. You know, if you're not going to be open to what they have to share with you and, uh, and maybe you get more than one, but yeah, I think that's a, that's a big thing is just to, to find the right, you know, help. And certainly, you know, Jim and Michelle, we, we're a small company. If, if 10 of you reached out and want us to help, we would probably be able to help one, maybe two, so, which means <laughs> at least eight of you, we have to send you somewhere else anyway, you know, and yeah. so we're not really trying to pitch those yeah. services. We just need to know that folks really should find mentorship. Sometimes, yeah. And by the way, your local score chapter through the SBA, S-C-O-R-E, I forget what it stands for, but it's a mentorship group. They, they're aimed a lot at launch and start startup yeah. operations, but they probably can refer you to other mm-hmm. mentors in the area. So that could also be a place to turn if you're not finding somebody in your community or whatever. But yeah, um, but yeah in the meantime, keep throwing it out there on Facebook. And, uh, you know, another uh, plug for coach, we had, we engaged a coach um, about two years ago. Uh, and you know, it was a, it was a specific, uh, purpose why Mm -hmm. we had a coach and, and part of what you saw us create last year with, um, the podcast, the buy here, pay your Institute. And some of the things that we, that we did last year were in, uh, it's, it was directly related to having a coach and we right now have been putting it out there into some of the the uh, groups that we know uh, the professionals. It's like, hey, we have another um, step that we mm-hmm. want to take, and so we're looking for a coach mm-hmm. right now. Sure. So it's like, how we know all the pieces, but we're not sure about the timing and the things sure. and the this, and so coach, we coach and we have coaches and we have our own growth challenges just yeah. like anybody here payer dealer would we've got things to figure out for the sake of our yeah. business so we're living it too we we know you know what what can happen and, and even though yeah. you know what we do is different than running by here payer dealership we just know that you know there are decisions to be made and those decisions are often best made with um with help from outside yeah, somebody who's just absolutely. outside the mix who who can uh, kind of add that fresh perspective yeah. from outside so um Kind of to wrap up because it looks like we're we're past our our uh, thirty minutes. We try to keep it right around mm-hmm. there. Is uh, 
go to go. Uh, hopefully, we see you at TIADA. Mm -hmm. And um, when you are involved with groups of different dealers, is you know talk to them and and that mentorship, finding someone that that might have a, a, a level of business that you that you wish to be able to achieve and and have the conversations and keep in contact and have that mentor and make sure that they're not a cheerleader. Right. That they're going to say the hard stuff and ask them, say, I don't want you to say the hard stuff. Yeah. I don't want you to, to, to just cheer me on. I want to know your, your, um, your real feelings about this and the value of having a coach. Um, and that kind of, uh, that all really ties very much so into what we started this with, which was working in your business or working on your business. Yeah. And those so, really help. Yeah. Why don't we'll plan to open Wednesday with uh, results from our poll. Yeah. And kind so, of circle back to the subject and just kind of um, wrap up on anything that comes by out your pay your success. It's yeah. on. So yeah. I couldn't find, by the way, I went out to try to find an old poll. I thought I did a poll on this subject yeah, uh, I thought you did actually, too. more than a year ago, but I couldn't find it. So we'll right. just put a fresh one out there. If somebody else finds it, let me know. Excellent. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, happy Monday. I hope that uh, you all have a fantastic week this week and um, we, uh, we will see you on Wednesday. Have a great Thank day. Thank you so much. Have a good one.